0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Across from me, well, rested after a three day retirement lengthened. No, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I can take a nap right now. <laughs> That's the trouble with you old people. Hey,
2: we nap very easily. <laughs> How many naps a day do you take? Um, are you counting the ones at lunchtime or while I'm eating or just when I just generally nod <laughs> off? <laughs> we need to, yeah, they have a name
1: for that, microsleep. Is I, that I, what it's called? Yes, I didn't realize that. I was looking. Sometimes at, when you're talking, I just. <laughs> well, that's pretty common. <laughs> that's not a disorder. Oh, okay. Glad that, to hear that. That is a natural reaction <laughs> to listening to me. Well, it's nice to see you back here again today. Well, it's great. It's good to be back. Lots going on. Did you watch some of the Sunday shows? A lot of conversation about COVID and Israel and a wide range of other topics. I like how on Facebook, when we post something about the Israeli ceasefire, a lot of folks just post what, I don't know why people didn't think of it decades ago, but they know exactly what's wrong over there. They know which side is the worst side and they point the finger at them. You know, they either say, well, Israel's obviously the perpetrator here causing this or Hamas or the uh, Palestinians are the uh, cause of the root of all evil. I thought, uh, boy, isn't that funny? How, after centuries of fighting, folks on social media are able to discern what would fix this issue. I think everybody once has once an opinion about who's at
2: fault over there, mm-hmm. don't you? I mean, Israel isn't the one that started launching rockets. The thing about Israel is they don't, oh, they don't start it, but they do finish it. Okay.
1: What do I do, think you pick on them at your own peril. <laughs> All right. But uh, ha- has Israel marginalized anybody, or encroached on anybody, or bulldozed anybody, or injured anybody? Well, l- let's face it. Yeah. The
2: whole thing started in, what, 1946, when Israel wanted its own homeland, or when the Jews wanted their own homeland, which they certainly deserved, mm-hmm. and of course, unfortunately, there's very few places on earth where you could carve out a whole country and not dislodge somebody. So they dislodged the Palestinians and, or marginalized, and I won't say they marginalized them, but the Palestinians certainly weren't happy about having uh, becoming part of the Jewish state. And so we fought wars and we've had all
1: this bad blood. So what do you expect? Well, I, I think what you say is correct, but I think it stems from centuries of uh, disputes over the territory and the land, and it's not—it's not, it's rare that you would get three separate entities who lay claim to the same piece of well, ground. Well, but it's also it's there, it's very so. religious. And if there's fighting that has stemmed from that over the centuries, you know, I don't know how you would resolve it once and for all. And my only point is that uh, I think—I it, think it's complicated. You say it's simple, but I think it's complicated. No, I don't think it's simple.
2: I think I look at the Jews and. It's a re- there's a religious component. It, the area is very sacred to the Muslims. It's very sacred to right. the Jews and very sacred well to the said. Christians. So you're going to have a conflict, and it's going to be religious in nature.
1: All right. So, yeah, all sides uh, say they have the uh, proper stake here. I was just I just thought it was strange that, you know, we've had great leaders in the world try to resolve things and bring peace there in a lasting uh, fashion. Henry Kissinger, just one of the geniuses who applied his great skills there. But then Donald Trump. Who was negotiating peace deals in the area? <laughs>
2: right right. then, there's Donald credit.
1: Trump. Right, there's always a sideshow car that's in every parade. So and then so this is the clown car rolling up. Right. Is it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well said. So oh, that's you. You call him, but, clown. Uh, right. So uh, but then one person goes on Facebook and says, well, the whole issue is that the U.S. is actually helping Iran, which is helping Hamas, which is why they lobbed the rockets, and Israel has the right to defend themselves, even though blah blah blah, you know whatever it happens to be. I'm just saying, it's funny how uh, if, if it weren't for social media we'd never resolve any of these global issues. 1-800- 795-9565 is the magic number. That's the telephone number. Toll free call I us Really now, magic? Few. What happens when I dial it? Well, you get on on. First you get to talk to Rob, which is a magical experience, people tell us. And then a trick happens. You end up on the radio speaking with WKOK in the central Susquehanna Valley. Uh, we have a nearly open phones day today. So give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565 on the mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We can talk about the fabulous job that President Biden is doing on (laughs) some things in the U.S. Is he doing a great job on anything? Yes,
2: he's doing a great job of demonstrating senility. no 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 <laughs> no now that's true. I'll be fair to the guy he's not doing a terrible job, I don't think but he's not doing the job that needs to be done. you look at the border and he's saying it's open or it's closed and yet there are endless numbers of people tell us it's shots open. of people f- f- coming across the border un- uh, unobstructed. You know, we have that. We have that's an issue, I think. But on
1: a day-to-day, hands-on basis, what's he doing right at the moment? I mean, he, well, he's negotiating for the infrastructure package. So that's I, th- I think nothering. we do need
2: to improve our infrastructure, but we don't need to have personal infrastructure. And I think the Republicans are closer to the re- exact definition of what we should be funding. Personal infrastructure. Yeah, that's that stuff like personal care and all the all the goodies that they want to p- pile in on. Um, uh, the social agenda that the Democrats have. Now Fox told you to say that sentence, but what, That's does, right. that, what would, does that mean? It means that they're trying to create a lot of other things other than infrastructure Name in one. the infrastructure bill. Name I one. just said uh, senior at home care. Things like mm-hmm. that. They're calling it personal infrastructure, things that help individuals. But that's not my definition of infrastructure. My definition is bridges, roads, things like that, rail lines. Pipelines. Oh, and pipelines, too. I'd like to see us focus more on, um, you know, and as I would think as an environmentalist you would support me on this high speed rail. I'd like to see that. You know, I'd, I'd very much like to see the Northeast Corridor become even too higher speed. Is expensive,
1: though? That's trillions of dollars. But look
2: at the investment in Japan and other countries, France and Japan, mm-hmm. that, that have led it, the world it, in that. Is Japan an ideal country? Well, it is for rail travel, and so is France. And so is Germany, for that matter. All of them have much better rail systems. But we like, we like to drive We are the our only cars. major industrialized You're, nation that doesn't have a good high-speed rail system. But we like to drive our cars. We like doesn't our mean you can't freedom. drive your
1: cars. We like to go when we want to and, and leave when we wish.
2: Well, if you had good rail service, that would be possible. Okay. I mean, it used to be that you could take a so train. So you'd like
1: to see that. All right, what else is in
2: there that you don't like? Well, I'm. Ta- I'd rather focus on the things I think should be in there. Okay. I think we definitely need to improve our bridges. We need to improve our roadways. Here in Pennsylvania, we've got a lot of money uh, that we've thrown at the problems, but you know we're still playing catch up. You look at the uh, highway and bills. mustard, huh? Ban mustard. Oh, very funny. But look at look at the uh, capacity projects that we've put off. You know the the. Um, Susquehanna Valley Thruway is the largest capacity project right now in the state, and it's one that, you know, it needs to be done, but when it's created, what becomes necessary next?
1: Okay. What? I'm asking you oh, if you I'm know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm jotting down I know. That's why I, I so know you I weren't can, paying a
2: bit of attention uh, to me. That's why I me? ask okay. you a question. <laughs> 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 yes,
1: I'm writing down our topics, Israel and Hamas. Uh, Joe Biden, what has he done that's uh, good? Uh, we know we did a thousand things that were good over the first of the first couple 100 days. But what's he working on sort of daily basis right now? Joe says the infrastructure package is too big. Well, but I'm, you didn't answer me. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: The, I L-P- ask you what happens after we build the Susquehanna Valley Thruway Project. What becomes necessary? maintenance funds oh i got you okay so They're that's why we that well it's well, that'll be a of a deal. If you have uh, existing roads right now, and you're not ha- you don't have enough money to maintain them, and then you add a capacity project that needs to be maintained, and you don't have enough money for maintenance for all the other projects, where do you get the money for this? That's why they're talking about tolling bridges. We need infrastructure. We need it. Let's face it; it's ba- our economy is based on being able to get from
1: one place to another, right? Yes. One 795 9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to. To hear from you we were talking about the middle east earlier uh, we got two callers waiting we'll go to the one that's talking about the middle east good morning sir you're on the mark stan
3: yeah good morning uh uh <laughs> trump mentioned i mean yeah not trump joe mentioned that trump was still working on getting middle east peace and you look, scoffed at it uh you know the uae united arab, arab emirates and the, and what was the other one? Uh, one of the rich ones over there. They're all rich. You know, they, they signed Saudi papers. Re- actually, for, formally recognized, Bahrain is the other one. Bahrain, okay. Formally recognizing Israel as a state.
4: Okay. You know, that
3: hasn't happened in how many years? Since 1946, I'm assuming it was, when they were formed. Most of those Middle Eastern countries don't, didn't see uh, Israel's right to exist. So before you scoff that Trump wasn't doing anything, I'm thinking maybe you'd need to look at those.
1: I never said he wasn't doing anything, I'm just saying he's he's the man pulling up in the clown car. He may have done very well right by Israel. Uh, certainly people who know more about this uh, say that his Middle East uh, policy uh, had some satisfactory marks, but also left many people either marginalized or ignored to repeat what our good uh, CBS uh, analyst Jeff McCausland said. He continued to ignore and or marginalize the Palestinian people. Can you do that? You know, can you create peace in a region and ignore the people who are part of that region, who have their own sort of separate carved out area that's been gifted to them? Can you do that? It'd be like saying in Danville, you know, you have some wonderful volunteer fire companies. We're going to give them all a million dollars but not the Washies. ignore them they don't count they're not part of this they you know that they should be ignored I don't, just on face value, I don't think it's right. So President Trump, uh, sort of like President Biden now, probably is doing some good things in the Middle East and probably did some bad things in the Middle East. I'm just saying that it, it isn't safe to say that he is. Uh, he was the best president But he wasn't ever.
2: trying to marginalize the Palestinian people. He was trying oh, to I marginalize see, okay. Hamas. All right, so and sorry, let's separate the two, because I believe the majority okay. of Palestinians do need to have their rights preserved and protected. But Hamas is a terrorist organization, and mm-hmm. it deserves... Deserves to be
1: treated as such. All right. Well, there's lots of folks who say that you're uh, overstating that, Joe. But anyway, Stan's got the floor. <laughs> who, are, who are those folks? Give me their names. Jeff McCausland just said it on Friday or Thursday when he was on the line, and you heard him say it in in your funnels. So I think that's if he, he says it. He was talking about the Palestinian people.
2: I disagree with him on that. I think he was okay. trying to marginalize Hamas,
1: not the Palestinians. And based on your time in, in Palestine, the, in um, Israel, Tel Aviv, yes. How much would you say you learned while you were there? Quite a bit Uh, did you okay go ahead stan please continue
3: well how many times do the uh palestinians need to be offered they've been offered land and uh, and other things in the past and every time they refuse to accept it because they're dealing with israel they don't uh believe that israel as a state should exist so how do you deal with somebody like that
1: Right, well, that's uh, that is sort of part of the complicated centuries old impasse there. And Hamas certainly should be marginalized because they are the terrorists there. There's no argument that they they may speak for the Palestinian people, but they certainly are not a uh, natural born negotiator or anything
3: and that's it. that is why Israel lobs bombs back at them when they lob missiles at israel well
1: that's self-defense. With overwhelming right. force uh, yeah I'm when not... they
3: start something israel finishes as joe said
1: right i got you no argument there i i i sorry i brought it up <laughs> thank so, you so
3: yeah i mean when when uh, you put uh all your weapons inside uh populated areas with civilians schools churches or mosques or whatever and then cry foul When people die because of your actions, how are you going to change that?
1: I saw a great meme over the weekend related to what you're describing. It was uh, Hamas pointing their guns at Israel, and Israel pointing their guns at Hamas. But in front of the Hamas gunner was a baby carriage, and you could see the little baby in the carriage, and he's hiding behind the carriage. In the Israel side, there's a baby carriage behind the soldier. He's protecting the baby carriage, not hiding in front of it. So and there you have the difference. I thought that was a that good, good good enough. I, I can appreciate that. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Really do appreciate it. Thanks for calling in today. Nice, Stan. Glad to hear from you. You get another minute later, and you're going to need it when this other topic comes up, so stand by. All right, Bobby, thanks for calling in today. We're talking about Israel, Hamas, uh, President Biden's fabulous 100 days, and then the steady uh, average after then, and uh, I guess other topics. We're open today. What's on your mind?
5: Uh, First of all, I agree with Joe that the... You know, we should extend, uh, like, Amtrak service, you know, to the Susquehanna Valley. I mean, from growing up around here, uh, trains were always around, and there was trolleys, and, of course, there was bus services uh, at one time. So I agree there that that's something that definitely should be uh, looked into, you know, especially for, you know, not just just for our area because of all, you know, the, the <laughs> bridges that are crossed and the traffic jams and everything else, so that's something that, uh, as an alternative uh, to uh, travel from from place A to B, like Joe said, I mean, where did, everybody. When yeah. did
1: we lose passenger rail service around here in the 60s? I
2: the last so. train was the last train in yep. Sunbury was in I believe the, 1972 on oh, okay. Amtrak. Yes. The day before Amtrak was formed, was the last uh, train. It was one sick-looking diesel, a baggage car, and a coach.
1: Okay, wow.
5: That okay, is, but also... Okay, but, uh, of course, the the S&N uh, uh, bus company and BKW bus company going from, uh, uh, like, wow. Norrie to Sunbury to Sealands Grove, and, uh, of course, this is the, in the days before the Susquehanna Valley Mall and that, but I grew up around here, and I I can remember all those. But also, I wanted to point out, uh, you know, to, a, 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 to bring up the... Uh, uh, at the Shikolemi School Administration Building, of course, the uh, the aides and uh, what I call the support staff is still on strike, and they uh, would like all the support that they could get, and I think they start out at n- uh, 9 a.m. this morning or something like that.
1: Protesting, not protesting, well, no, striking. No, I,
5: yeah, just, uh, Picketing would uh, just, be the word you're looking for. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank well, <you>. yeah. Striking.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, supporting the staff. They struck
1: now. again. All right, we got you. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Bob. Yep. Okay, thank one. you. Have a good day. Good to hear from you. Alright, Dan, you know what happens first. You're next. Stand by.
6: When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Murth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth.
1: Welcome back. You have more than two million? No,
2: I was going to say something else. I'm (laughs) glad glad I heard the mics come on.
1: (laughs) All right, Joe and I are talking about his... uh alleged was problems. (laughs) (laughs) His wealth of problems, I guess you should say. Hold on one split second, Dan, because I want to make sure everybody is familiar with the Sunbury Motor Company. As we start out the week, uh, we remind you, they are the sponsor of uh, the On the Mark program. Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia. They are a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks. Doesn't matter what kind of vehicle you got, they can fix it. Even if you have a lawnmower that's got a problem, they can probably fix that down there at the Sunbury Motor Company. They can pump you up with night they can also repair, tow, and even drag up from a hillside. All sizes of trucks. They got these tow trucks down there. really is more of a crane than anything else, and they just are fabulous uh, to use in the right situation. They got a master rollback towing service for working class dogs like you and I to get our vehicles taken care of. And you can do as I've done. You can browse online at sunburymotors.com, hundreds of vehicles that they have in stock. And you can also build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. That's what I've been doing since they started sponsoring the show is they build a new Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to my perspice, uh, precise specifications. You know, with sunroofs, moonroofs, eight-foot beds, cruise control, adaptive cruise, the nudge that keeps you in the lane, the little drone that follows you around and keeps an eye on you, make sure you're not backing anything, keeps an eye on uh, speed limits and all that stuff. I'll tell you what, it's just a fabulous uh, thing, the technology that's in these vehicles today. Although, that's what's making my latest order take even longer. Uh, it's a three-month wait for the vehicle, same with the Mustang and the Bronco. You do have to wait a little bit longer, but when you're done, it's going to be full of those good super chips that they're having trouble getting, and uh, this vehicle will be built to your exact specifications, but do as I've done. Either buy off the lot or order up a vehicle at the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Dan, you're on the mark. Thank you for waiting throughout all of that. Very much appreciated. You're on the mark. Hey,
7: good morning, guys. What? The Israelis have the oldest deed in the world. They were deeded that land over 2,000 years B.C. So they only gone back in 1948 to repossess the land that was deeded theirs. And uh, uh, Benjamin not Yahoo understands that he often talks about their land that was given to them so they're only trying to hold on to the land that they were given but at this point they only actually have maybe 10% of the land that was deeded to them so therefore you know they have every right to be there and uh and they're the one place over there that has a freedom like we do, where if you live in there, you have equal freedom of religion and the same rights, Israeli citizens, that Jews have, that people that live among them have. So they, they actually belong there, and they're only repossessing Part
1: the land that was deeded to him in the first place. I, I, I agree with you. I, you know, it's, it's obvious that that's what's happening there. Uh, my only remark at the beginning of the show—I'm sorry—I touched off another war, but uh, was just to say that I think it's hopelessly complicated, and I think the simple. Um, uh, solutions that folks have posted on s- s- Facebook uh, must have been tried in the past, or it just seems so obvious. That, you know, why can't we just make everybody love each other there and get along? I don't know. It just doesn't seem that that's working. So, but in any event, you're right. Uh, I, I'm not uh, arguing with Israel's right to exist at all. And anybody who says they have no right to exist at all is uh, obviously not uh, paying attention to history or, uh, you know, sort of the entitlement that the Jews have there.
7: Well, the uh, the land was given to them, and other people tried to possess the land in in times and it this didn't bloom that it this was like a deserted place and nobody even wanted it to the Israelis want got a uh, deeded or took it back nobody really wanted to be there but once they got got it back, they made the desert bloom, so to speak. So it's, it's really productive, but all these other enemies around them, they couldn't make it bloom. And it just was a deserted place. Many people went there to visit over the years, famous people, and they th- thought it was a wasteland. But the only time that land blooms is when the israelis the jews are in it the true jewish people are in there it blooms like a rose as it is now they're a little piece of land but it's highly productive through their irrigation through everything that they do and they're a brilliant people with inventions too over there they're highly technical people and uh, they Come out with a lot of medical devices that we use here. So, yeah, the the they they the land belongs to them.
1: All right, and, we got you. Uh, and, who and, uh, Joe wants to know who signed the deed? They got the deed two thousand or four thousand years ago. Who signed that?
7: Uh, the deed was between Abraham and the Almighty God of the universe. God deeded it.
1: Who signed it Alt though?
7: Abraham. In them days. A, deed is a, a, a deed. deed is
2: a legal document that needs to be uh, filed in a court. I just wondered who actually filed the deed.
7: The deeds in the scripture in Genesis uh, chapter 12. You read the deed off. They did deeds different in them days.
1: Oh, okay.
7: But the promise is made in Holy Writ.
1: So What's the, it is theirs. <laughs> it's the only land that
7: was deeded off to a people.
1: One of our local listeners uh, sends us a note. He's an attorney. He says, What's the realty transfer tax on a country?
7: (laughs) Well, the the almighty of the universe could give the land to whoever he chose, and his people were the Jewish people, so he deeded it off. Abraham wanted proof. He wasn't sure it was going to be his land, the land of Canaan, so he required us uh, deeds that—that was the way they did it in them days. The law of Hammurabi—they followed the All right, same Dan. law. They, that you got to stop
1: you
2: there. They
7: could say, if you want to use the We're God out of, of Yahweh. Here.
2: We're out of time, We're out of time, Damn
7: people, and it's theirs to this day. Okay. It'll always be theirs. Dan, right. we got to go.
2: We're out of time in this segment. Hey, Thanks for calling.
7: Talking.
1: Have
2: you a good
7: Guys, week. have a great one.
1: Right.
2: Take care. All right. Thank you so
7: much.
1: Yeah, Well, well, another listener, it's funny, I I can go for six weeks without hearing from any attorneys, but now I've heard from two. The second one said there is no realty transfer tax on something that was given to someone. Well, he used the word deeded. I I think given would have been the better word. Mm. So a gift doesn't have a transfer tax. Right.
2: right. That's a lucky lucky gift. Well, and plus a fact, who would have been there to collect it? Well. It would have been Caesar or, you know, the Romans. The Romans were there. Well, Fritz, no, 2,000 years before Jesus? No, I don't know. I guess uh, there wasn't money. There weren't many people there fighting about it.
1: Fritz time. Reed was around then, the prothonotarian Northumberland County. Well, Fritz would sign the deed. He was back there then, <laughs> so he might have accepted that money. This is okay, Sunbury.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, I've come up with a new discovery that if I put both of my headphones on and turn them up, I can't hear what Joe's saying about all the bad liberals in the world. So from now on, yes, he's railing on over there. Probably something about education or Democrats. You so, bet. So I don't hear a thing. All right. On the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at KOKid.com and you can text us at 70236. Be sure to put that keyword in there. See, you sent us a text and you forgot to put that in there, so we didn't get it. Uh, Include the keyword OTM, and then your message. You don't even need to have a space there. It could be uppercase or lowercase, doesn't matter. That's what the text uh, device wants. Otherwise, it'll send it over to 94KX Car Wash Club, or uh, send it uh, to the text Connect uh, system for you to sign up to get Text Connect messages. So you want to make sure that you send it to 70236 include the keyword OTM. Again, you can email us at on the kokcom and you can call us toll free 1-800-795-9565 We talked a little bit about the Middle East uh, yesterday and the simple solutions that if we could just e- impose the solutions that we see on social media I think the world would be a better place now that we got it distilled to just one meme to talk about Centuries of dispute. We talked about Israel versus Hamas, and we're glad the ceasefire is holding. President Biden, we made note of his first 100 days where he had uh, several positive things and several negative. And I was asking, what's he working on now that's good? I answered my own question saying the infrastructure negotiations seemed like a good idea. So they're working on that. And we've got some other topics to talk about. So call us now. Uh, We have an update from that fire in Danville. A fire marshal is on the scene now. Uh, the building appears as though it may be destroyed by that fire that broke out around 3 o'clock this morning. It's on Center Street. Uh, there's apartments above and the Karen Gronsky School of Dance on the first floor, uh, building heavily damaged, but no injuries. Everybody got out okay. It was initially dispatched with entrapment, but everybody did get out okay. Several families displaced by that. That business is displaced as well. And uh, firefighters from Columbia, Montour, Northumberland County converged on on the scene of that blaze today. We're told a fire marshal is there. Deanna Forrest, the Danville Fire Department Public Information Officer, just sent us new texts that show, or new pictures that uh, show the second story windows you can see up through the sky as the roof collapsed into the third floor of that uh, building in Danville. So uh, hopefully to get that scene cleared soon. We're glad there were no injuries at that fire scene. Also in the news today, a section of Route 890 is closed today south of Sunbury for construction. A detour is posted by PennDOT. One of the motorists who drove the detour says it only takes about five minutes for the go-round to get around that section of closed 890. 900 students are no longer students at Bucknell University. They're now classified as graduates. Ruby Lee, one of the students who gave the class response uh, to the faculty remarks, uh, said uh, that in the Freeman College of Management, they learned something. Integrity, respect, humility, empathy, and Courage. Uh, She says that was sorely lacking in the individuals who attacked the LGBTQ home on campus a week earlier. Those individuals who perpetrated the attack were not allowed to walk in the graduation ceremonies. Uh, We got two lines waiting and one line ringing. Rental assistance is still the main reason why Valley uh, residents are calling 211. The Family Service Association of Northeastern Pennsylvania and United Way run the clearinghouse service for human social and service opportunities, funding help and other aid. 211 says they've had hundreds of calls lately for rental assistance, domestic violence shelter assistance, utility, and even vaccine clinic information. We have those latest statistics at WKOK.com. And from CBS, tweaks to a high school yearbook are causing a bit of a stir today.
8: Some parents say it's sexist and sends a harmful message to young girls who are going through changes, some having difficulties with body image. Many say the editing was done poorly and makes their bodies look unnatural, which has led to teasing and bullying. A spokeswoman for the district says the school has dealt with violations in the past by not including student pictures in the yearbook. A high school in St. Augustine, Florida is under fire for photoshopping pieces of clothing onto 80 pictures of female students. Officials at Bartram Trail added patches to low necklines they say violated the district's dress code. Some parents say it's sexist and sends a harmful message to young girls who are going through changes, some having difficulties with body image. Many say the editing was done poorly and makes their bodies look unnatural, which has led to teasing and bullying. A spokeswoman for the district says the school has dealt with violations in the past by not including student pictures in the yearbook and the digital alterations were a solution to make sure everyone was included Deborah Rodriguez CBS News
1: all right uh, that's the latest news from uh, WDK okay we can talk about that uh, the uh, student yearbook cropped to make sure that it didn't show any of the chest of the, the student the female students or their shoulders for that matter if their outfit violated the antiquated dress code they got their photograph cropped and sh- didn't show them from the neck down all right 1-800-795-9565 I got three callers standing by we'll start out with uh, joseph since somebody mentioned israel earlier today we knew we'd hear from you we're glad to hear from you go right ahead you got an open mic
9: Okay. I was listening to Dan there. Very good. I wonder what was so funny when he mentioned that uh, they were given a deed and who signed the deed. Why would that be a, a, a funny gesture? Uh, someone was laughing. there. I don't know if it was you or, or who it was.
1: Probably because we're wondering who signed the deed and who paid the realty transfer tax.
9: Oh, that, that's that's rather ridiculous because in the scriptures Yahweh gave it to Abraham.
2: Right, and, and the word should it. have been gifted, not deeded. The word was no, he, deeded, he, not he, gifted. He,
9: the earth is his, and the fullness thereof, he gives it to whomsoever he will. Right. He doesn't need a deed. No argument. He he g- I know, but when you yeah, say anyway, deeded, I, I when you when you say you
2: when you say you deeded uh, something, that means that you have followed a legal document. A gift is an entirely different thing.
9: Well, it's a legal document. The scripture is a legal document. Really?
1: Uh, he, he
2: what said, what said, court is weird. that enforceable
9: what in? My word is my bond.
1: <laughs> All right. uh, okay. I used to
9: be a contractor, and he wanted to sign me a contract when I, I contract jobs, and I said, no. I said, I say what I do, and I do what I say, and that's the way it is. But anyway, uh, what, uh, building on that, what he said, uh, the land given to Abraham, Abraham offered up his son Yitzhak on the
1: mountain. No, of the no, 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 no. no wait, I'm not wait, going there. We're not going there.
9: You want to talk it, about peace? The we're talking about peace a ceasefire that is, was
1: imposed is, a week ago.
9: You said in the beginning this was a religious problem. It is a religious problem between the Jews, the Muslims, and the Christians.
1: Right, Joe That's said a fact. that.
9: That's a historical fact. The other the Joseph said in the that. The Crusades wanted that Temple Mount area. The Jews won it. The, the Muslims won it. Am I right? right. Already co- so, right we already co- we
1: covered so, that. Yes. Right. Now Joseph, okay, next the next word, the next thing you have to tell us is what's going to happen either today or next week. We're not going back into thousands of history anymore. We're talking about what's going to happen today or tomorrow. Go based ahead. on that now, history.
9: Five years from now, the, there's going to be a, a peace treaty between the Arabs, the Christians, and uh, a. Uh, many peoples over there, Daniel 9.27 says that. And when that peace tree is signed, it will be by whom the Christians call the Antichrist. Right. No,
10: and
9: it, no, it will all be about the Temple Mount. Because the Jews want... You a, got a, us. A, uh, pardon me?
1: <laughs> I said, you got us. I said, the next thing has to be the future. And, of course, so you revert to prophecy. All but, right. Thank you so well, yeah, much, Joseph. Thank you. Thank today? you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We got our religious history in for the day. We appreciate that. Cindy, you're on the mark
4: i'm going to deal with a different religion and that is the horse racing religion Um, (laughs) that's a religion (laughs) i agree with governor wolf that we should end the subsidy for the horse racing industry it's kind of shocking every year we give over 200 million dollars state tax dollars 200 million to the horse racing industry there are six tracks across the commonwealth and 80 percent of that money goes to the purse so basically we're giving hundred eighty hundred seventy thousand million dollars to the one percenters who own these costly horses i mean that's just ridiculous they say that there are fewer people participating in the racing industry from the betting and attending these races than there are people that go to a baseball game i mean why on earth should we persist in subsidizing this, and where does this money come from? Well, when they passed the gambling law, right? They call it gaming, but really it's gambling. When they passed the gambling law, they t- they said 200 to 4 4- 240 million dollars every year will be set aside to be redistributed right into the pockets of the horse racing industry here in Pennsylvania. We have given them three b billion dollars now over the last 15 years. Three billion dollars and they can't make a go of it hmm. they can't get people to come they can't get people to bet why are we going to continue to subsidize this
1: do we need to have the racing industry so we can support pennsylvania's gambling habit
4: no i don't think so yeah. i don't think we have a responsibility to support pennsylvania <laughs> well gambling i
1: habit no no no,
2: no that's not what i said
1: well, don't but, get me started
2: on gambling it's poor public policy go. to begin with
4: I realize that's all voluntary, but you know we don't. I'm, as far as I know, we're not putting 200 million tax dollars into the lottery. We're not putting 200 million tax dollars into into the Mega Millions. We're not doing that. And why then are we spending 200 million dollars every year? This is collected tax money. This isn't tax forgiveness. To collected money, and we're giving it to these one percenters to run their horses around these tracks when they can't even get people to come?
1: All right, we'll
2: send that question up to Senator Gordon. That's a good point. I mean, I think it's a ridiculous waste of money, to be honest with you. But
4: Right. Think of the enormity. Joe, you just brought up transportation and the issues for transportation. We could spend it there. I personally think they should just leave it in the fund and raise the amount of money that people get. What does the money usually go to? What was it originally purposed to to get that bill for gaming passed? property tax relief so those of you who are angry and feel like you don't get much property tax relief and that's probably true in our area some of your money some of that money that could have come to you is siphoned off to go to the support this racing industry now do i think we should abolish it no i think it should stand on its own two feet that 15 years of <laughs> <Four> three <feet. laughs> billion dollars of support it's time to stand on your own and if you can't you know it's like Kmart. Nobody went in there and gave them two hundred million dollars so we could keep our Kmart Or stores. the buggy
1: industry in in uh, New Berlin or in Mifflinburg. They now is just a museum and a and a, a heritage museum, thing. Wonderful
4: museum. I might add. Wonderful museum. I really enjoyed that. Never you been can see the birth of the car industry in there, frankly. But uh, you know, I, we this is a poor, a very poor use of tax dollars at this point, and it should it should end. It should be. Uh, Repurposed to so what's,
2: What is the? Since you've obviously studied this more than I think Mark or I have, what is the rationale? What are they saying is so
1: critical that they need to pump horse this money is down a the sewer? Of agriculture and needs to be raised up and supported. Agriculture. Thank
4: you, Mark. Yeah, they make a claim because the horses eat hay. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Well,
2: the Pennsylvania horse.
4: Pennsylvania farmers grow hay. Well, they're, they're also breeding do. horses. That
1: that's a factor. The horses
2: eat oats too. And
4: there oats, are <laughs> people who work at these race tracks, so it's subsidized is their job. My argument is this, we don't do that for every industry. We don't, we're not out here rescuing everybody. And therefore, once I think, especially in this case, 15 years you've gotten this and you can't make a go of it, it's time to call it a day.
2: Well, I know you don't like pipelines, but I think it's unconscionable Uh to cut out 10,000 jobs on the Keystone Pipeline while we're pumping money into horse racing because they eat hay. That's absurd. What about the radio
1: industry? We could use some of that money. <laughs> We're a thriving I mean, uh, industry.
4: I'm sure every business could use some of that money. That's what's ridiculous about this. Right. Not to mention not to mention what's that we really have serious issues in our community and in our commonwealth and that's where that money should be going. Oh, that. Not to making jazzy purses for <laughs> the race, the rich people that own these things. You All know, right, they We got nope, to stop you there. Later, no more illustrations. we got to stop you. Exemption. Cindy,
1: stop, stop, stop. we got to go. Ah, okay. <laughs> thank you thanks so much Cindy, for calling in. Bye. Lance, thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Last caller before a quick break.
10: Well, anyway, uh, starting out there with the uh, high-speed rail.
1: Can you speak up just a little okay, bit? Okay, high-speed oh, rail there we go. really
10: is uh, unbelievably expensive with the much-touted bullet trains in Japan, not only do you pay the fare, but it's subsidized. It costs as much of their GDP as what we spend On the industrial military complex. Wow. So that's huge, right?
2: Half the federal budget in Japan for. For those of you who are environmentalists, it's far cleaner than having all those cars and trucks and buses (laughs) on the road. It would be cheaper to
1: carry people short distances (laughs) rather than put a high speed rail between them. Oh my gosh. Anyway, go ahead, Lance.
10: Well, high speed, well, Amtrak, the way it is, you could (laughs) buy a ticket from New York. To San Francisco on Amtrak, and they lose. And instead, they would give you first-class airfare ticket, and they lose less money than if you would ride the rail. It's that bad. Mm-hmm. So um, now, Israel, that is their ancestral homeland, right? The UN gave them that land. Now, say the UN would say to. North America the uh, indigenous peoples here were robbed of their land and we want to give it back to them well I think every liberal in the country would say wow that's a grand idea so now we turn it around and the conservatives are saying hey that the indigenous peoples of Israel should have their land back (laughs) isn't that kind of a
2: you say the U.N. gave it to them. Did they give them a deed?
10: They must have done something.
2: Okay. Just being consistent, who signed the deed?
10: Well, no,
1: nobody knows. Okay, we got gotcha. you.
10: Well, who signed the deed uh, for the indigenous peoples of any country? Like, well, for instance, uh, North America.
1: No money changed hands.
10: Yeah, who signed the well,
2: So the answer man. is, we it. we took it, we took the land from the Indians, and they, they didn't give it to us graciously, they fought us tooth and nail in most instances.
1: <laughs> that's it. They fought us. In other yes, words, they defended right? themselves, Right. there's well, a yeah. big difference. <laughs> you and I can fight about topics, but if I go to your house and attack you and kick you out, that's called defending yourself. All right, thank no, you, you so much. No, if I put up a resistance, right, it's uh, called defending myself. Right. All
2: right. Thank you, you so much, Lance. Right. Okay.
10: Now, even about the horse racing, that really hit kind of close to home. A very good friend of mine, his uh, daughter, was getting started in a little riding academy and horse boarding. They had about 30 horses. I mean, this was a decent thing. So then it comes down that they have to have this manure storage. Now, the ASCS, you know, Soil Conservation, why they have uh, cost share available for it only it was only for so much money now not too far down the road, oh a couple miles is an outfit that boards million dollar race horses take a guess who got all the subsidy <laughs> he was a little angry I mean he really was about the whole thing letting his kid out in the cold like that so it's uh. They're well connected, that's for sure. I mean, it's mob, let's face it. Agriculture's, racing, agriculture play.
1: Stabilization and Conservation Service, ASCS.
10: Yeah, right. All right.
1: Thank you so much, Lance. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565. Our open phone. Uh, No text messages yet. Send them to 70236 with the keyword OTM. You can email us at onthemarkatwkokid.com. We heard the story from CBS. There had been rumors all day that the yearbook photos were being altered at a high school, and it was true. Parents and students are sounding the alarm after 80 girls had their photos edited in the school yearbook. A teacher at Bartram Trail High School in Jacksonville edited the photos of girls if they were showing their shoulders or any amount of cleavage or shadow between their tops. Uh, There's outrage over the school dress code and the fact that nothing was said to the students before the pictures were taken. One student said there's a double standard since there's no issue with any of the boys' outfits, including the ones in the boys' swim team that are posing in their Speedos. So you have a bunch of uh, antiquated dress code issue and uh, editing the yearbook photos. Is that a good idea? Should you put a little crop top? They put a little dark line over the front of the girls. Well, that's like they were conservatives
2: too much. are coming in here. But we also have some liberal issues
1: with respect to education that are rather alarming as well. All right. We'll talk about those. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. one 800 Should you make girls in the yearbook? comply with an antiquated dress code that says you can't show anything below the neck. Welcome back, WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. You are listening to News Radio 1070 WDKO, OK Sunbury, nine twenty-nine in the morning. Uh, we are told in Danville, only Center Street is still blocked at that fire scene. Center Street at Ferry Street. So be aware of that. So they told these girls; didn't tell them that
2: they were going to do this. Didn't give them any guidance about their. Well, they have a dress costume. code in
1: the school, so the yearbook's supposed to be a extension of the school. But if you've seen some of the pictures, the girls weren't showing much. It does show a little bit. Of their front, but so you th- saw the pre, not the post. Right, they'd show both before and after on the New York Times story that we saw. Anyway, so it just shows a little bit. It doesn't really show cleavage. It just shows a very slight shadow, you know, in the middle of the girl's chest. It's not. It's nothing offensive or anything. But the trouble is that they have perverted old men who are easily stimulated making these decisions <laughs> and keeping this antiquated dress you know there was going, a perverted old man yes, who made this decision? Exactly. Okay. Who was this perverted and old man? Because <laughs> they're getting overly stimulated, they edited the pictures of eight girls who in this uh, high school in Jacksonville, Florida. And under what
2: authority did this one perverted
1: old man do this? Well, because he's helping the yearbook, and he well, is was it a teacher, enforcing an edu- the a antiquated principal? dress code. He's a teacher. He must be like a a teacher. Not
2: a principal. Not an administrator. And just no, a teacher just made a this teacher. decision. a teacher.
1: Well, like they always have a... Um, Advisor that helps, I'm sure, right. that's, For the probably, yearbook. sure. that's probably There's his role. Uh,
2: and this is, is the first s- time he's done it. I can't imagine that girls haven't over the years worn, I won't say provocative, but let's say not even suggestive, but clothes that might skirt the limits of what the school district so would find speak. acceptable. Right, <laughs>
1: So to speak. Uh, let's see. One student said when she finally got her copy of the yearbook, Miss O'Keefe, who's 15, opened the page to her photo and laughed in disbelief. A black bar had been added to cover more of her chest, she said. Then Ms. O'Keefe thumbed through the rest of the yearbook. Dozens of other female students had similar edits, many of them clumsy alterations that covered more of their chest. If any girl had any of their shoulders showing, that was changed to a full-sleeve outfit. Ms. O'Keefe said she felt confused at first, but then furious. Other girls approached her and said the alterations made them feel sexualized. Many students and parents are now demanding an apology from the school. They said the altered photos were latest in a series of crackdowns by administrators who have used an outdated Dress oh, so code. it was administrators. You said it was a teacher. Well, no, the other the administrators are doing the other things. So t- only a teacher did the yearbook. Okay. they well, say who, this is part of that crackdown by administrators, and this is a teacher implementing that. Out- and I guess the same policy.
2: teacher was responsible for proofing the yearbook before it was published. No students were involved with it. I'm sure they were. Usually there were. Know. Yeah, they didn't know they were doing that. No, but I mean, I'm saying that you get the you get a galley proof back from the printer, right? That shows you what the yearbook's going to look like. Nobody checked that out. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody caught this. Nobody saw well, anything unusual. It's all done online
1: there. now. Nobody touches a piece of paper anymore to do the whole yearbook. You compile it, but they still send it online. Well, via email, electronically, you get to look at it. The students saw it, and then afterward, the administ- the teacher uh, cropped in the black bar across the girls' Afterwards? Tops. Yes.
2: So that was part. In other words, they sent the sent the proof out, and then the guy says, "Oh,
1: this is bad. Right. I'm going we to cover it." can actually tell that these women have a shape, and so we must cover that up. Uh, but uh, the uh, no. This pictures is a
2: public school system, not a uh, yes.
1: No okay. pictures of male students, including one of the swim team, in which the boys wore speedo bathing suits, were digitally altered, according to Ms. O'Keefe. That's the 15-year-old and her parents, who saw the yearbook. School administrators and district officials didn't request or didn't respond to requests for comment. Bartram Trail, a public high school with about 2,500 students, says on its website that yearbook photos must be consistent with the St. Johns County School District student. Code of conduct and may be digitally adjusted. Um, A district spokesman uh, says uh, this is another high school. Uh, The previous uh, procedure was to not include the student pictures in the yearbook if they were in violation of the Student Code of Conduct. So in this case, they just covered up the girls. But honestly, I mean, the the district complains that if you sh- if a girl shows too much of her chest, it's distracting. Well, the issue is... To whom? <laughs> for whom is it distracting? <laughs> yeah, perverted old men who like to stare at teenage girls' chest, that's who it's... They should be ashamed of themselves. And they also say, uh, that some of the students say, this is really a form of bullying by the old men who are... Uh, uh, easily distracted
2: let me
5: put it to you this way the there's a
2: difference between a photograph that you see and the live thing walking down the street while the live thing could be distracting how is a photograph distracting in a yearbook
1: what do they think is going on there? Well, they think the perverted old men will be staring at the photographs if they don't crop the pictures. So they buy these perverted
2: old men, who I presumably. The they don't sell these yearbooks on the corner or street corner. They're sold they usually, work for the district. They're usually sold to the parents and the kids who are graduating or the kids who have an interest in the school. And perverted old administrators buy them. <laughs> this, this is obsa- obscene, really. It's obscene. Uh, what? what? The actions of the this teacher or the administrator. And no oh one has apologized. Has anybody apologized?
1: Or? Uh, not publicly. The New York Times is where we got our source here, although CBS is reporting on it. But New York Times kind of isn't doing this story for the most part. All right, folks, what do you think about that? we got to take a quick break. Do you think a high school yearbook should be cropped so that we do not show the outfits that the students uh, submitted in their senior pictures uh, that they gave to the yearbook? Uh, what if they do happen to show uh, some of the shoulder or some of the top of the chest ask a question? or any girl wearing shorts or a skirt that was more than four inches above the knee. That's verboten. Did the photographer who took
2: these pictures understand what the school district's policy was? Probably not. They, they all
1: use private photographers and they submit their photograph to the school. They don't have a school photographer. Well, they may they may take still take school pictures per se, but that's not where these pictures came from. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Should we continue to buy shame girls who are growing in high school and should be proud of their bodies or uh, if they have too many curves, should we make them uh, lose some weight so they don't have quite as much cleavage showing? 1-800-795- 9565. we got antiquated, old, perverted men making a lot of decisions in school districts. Is that I'm still proud good? of you. You managed to get through that without using the two words, big fat. 1-800-795- This is a bit of a controversy. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565.
0: Hi, this is Dave Moyer. For All
1: right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On The Mark. Uh, what's your view on the high school cropping out the top of the chests of the girls so that they couldn't see that they might actually have a shape? one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. 795 9565 You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. Make sure you put the OTM keyword in your text. Lance, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. You got a minute.
10: Okay, Why? Well, If uh, my spouse uh, Joni was still with us, her comment would probably be that uh, you're not looking for a dirty old man educator. You're probably looking for a, uh, well, a homely woman teacher, because women are like that. So we just want to see, who was the teacher? Was it male, female, or what?
1: Uh, Male. It was a male Yeah, yeah. In this particular case, yeah.
10: Okay, all right. I was just uh, wondering about that.
1: Well, females can carry out an antiquated policy too. (laughs) True.
10: Yes. Oh, yeah. For sure. sure.
1: But I just think in today's day and age, to pick out you know some of the outfits these girls were wearing that were not significantly revealing. They they may show more than nothing, but uh, I just think it's just. it's it's just you're just way out of touch with you know the way young people like to dress and and look fine I mean and then you tell them okay we we want you to cover yourself from head to toe but don't be ashamed of your body be proud uh, you know and and if somebody in school shames you because of your appearance you know makes a remark about your appearance well then that's bullying and that kid gets in trouble for bullying. So yeah. it's, I think it's part the of the Maybe the teacher's a same, bully. Or, oh, I think he definitely <laughs> is, definitely. Yeah, no argument there. He had permission to do so, though. All right. Thank you, Lance. Appreciate that. 1-800-795-9565. Got open phones. You found, speaking of schools, you found yeah. something proof that our teachers are too
2: liberal. Well, the teachers' unions are really getting into a lot of trouble over these issues. Um, let, let, let me give you an example. Uh A trove of public records released on Wednesday by the conservative nonprofit Judicial Watch showed that Montgomery County Public Schools in Maryland spent $454,000 in November on an anti-racism audit. The goal of the audit, according to the Mid-Atlantic Equity Consortium, was... Uh, Given, uh, which was given the money was to quote, provide an opportunity to examine the district's systems practices and policies that do not create access, opportunities and equitable outcomes for every student's academic and social emotional well-being. MCPS did not respond to a request for comment uh, before a story was published on Friday. Also revealed last week, a Massachusetts school district barred white students from a March healing space event I'm not even certain what that is according to a federal civil rights complaint filed by the group's parenting parents defending education an email included in the complaint stated that the event was hosted by the Wellesley Public Schools Office of Diversity Equity and Inclusion and it was designated for students 6 to 12 grades and faculty and staff. Note, it said, this is a safe space for Asian American, Asian American, and students of color, not for students who identify only as white, the email that they sent out read. Following the event, the school district superintendent doubled down on excluding certain students from events in an email that said the district had come to unequivocally affirm the importance of affinity spaces. School officials did not immediately respond to a Fox News request for comment sent in regards to the complaint. Teachers unions have been in the spotlight recently over the fact that in many areas around the country they block local government's efforts to get students back into in-person learning. So do you think, do you have any trouble with this? I mean, this is, this is kind of like pushing an
1: agenda. Well, these are our educational issues of the day. First of all, the uh, idea that uh, antiquated dress codes are still trying to keep uh, perverted tempted teachers from looking at girls images in the yearbook that's one thing um, but teachers are more liberal today than b- before how do we regulate that you know what would be the method of doing so and then should we if if you have to pay an outsider to find out if race is a factor in your education is that what it's going to take to meet it out you know if you somehow know that there's racial disparities in your education um, if it takes an audit to do but it.
2: It, w- it was to provide an opportunity to examine the district's systems, practices, and policies mm-hmm. that do not create access opportunities and equitable outcomes for every student's academic and social-emotional well-being. Now, stop and think about this. This company's given $454,000. What are they going to say? Gee, everything's fine. They're going to dig something up. They're going to find something to So you're to saying this company is
1: dishonest.
2: No, I'm saying they're going to find something to justify the expense of $454,000. And couldn't they have found the answer to their question by a simple staff meeting where they examine their own behaviors, their own actions, their own uh, behavior – well, not behavior, but, I mean – they they certainly know the school district better than an outside group. If well, they have some systemic issue, you would think they could identify it.
1: They're obviously trying to uncover inherent bias. You cannot ask people to undercover their inherent bias. That's the whole beauty of okay. it. Okay. Well, then how about a safe space? A safe space
2: should schools have affinity spaces? I'm not even certain mm-hmm. what an affinity space is. Would you? are right. a liberal. So would you explain co- tol- that to me?
1: Well, you're totally and completely uninformed on this. But well, what's you, an affinity space, you're upset? Mark? These are sort of like-minded individuals that gather together with different housing or different academic tracts or activities that are primarily designed for students of some same interest. So that's,
2: this is saying it's for Asian, Asian American and students of color. Okay. So are we saying now that in this country that we don't have a commonality of interest between the races, that we need to be separated, we need to keep people out of certain affinity spaces because their color isn't right? Well, I think... I, think this is I mean, if opportunity that an what if there to were white raise, affinity spaces? Talk
1: about their heritage and their nationality or their background. Would it be racist to have DNA one for white students? And then have own? an opportunity to gather together and to do this? You're not answering of my course, question. Of course, whites, uh, because you're talking over would me, would be the main people, reason. If white and I think had if whites want to go to this, is probably to disrupt it or to cause a problem.
2: Oh, all these disruptive whites, I got you. But what if whites wanted an affinity space? Would that be racist? Uh, the
1: whole world is a white affinity all space. Right. Right, in case yeah, you right. haven't noticed, uh,
2: I certainly think in Africa they might debate you on that issue.
1: <laughs> well, oh, in South America, for yeah, example. particularly the victims of apartheid would would say you're right. Al, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. We're talking about affinity spaces in local schools.
11: Why well, wouldn't call and do something different? Uh, we are big melting pot. And let's everybody just get in there and melt together. <laughs>
2: and uh, well, that, that solves well, that issue.
11: Yeah. And then uh, anything to distract from our President Biden. I wanted to call him, bash him a little bit.
1: <laughs> it's an, it's a nearly open phone stay. Go right ahead.
4: Okay. Oh, forget our
11: topics. <laughs> well, he bows to China, and he uh, caves to Russia, and he funds Iran to support Hamas, and he opens borders to take away from America. And he's just like a big puppet idiot, president probably the worst president we ever had so i just wanted to get that off my chest and i think we ought to do a little more bashing of president biden instead of anything to distract from it
1: okay well i can guarantee you that he isn't the worst president we've ever had Joking. Well, he's
11: working on it. Well, I think he's going to make uh,
1: it. No, I don't think so. Really, I, yep. Even on his worst days, he's not the worst. He may not yeah. be the best. He's hardly the best. He's better than President Trump it. by a mile, but that's another topic. Joe, who was no, the worst no, president? president
11: was the greatest president we ever had, President Trump. <laughs> and Biden's working on being the worst president we ever okay. had. So, right, I think gotcha. guys had that goal in mind.
1: Who is the worst president we ever had? To? All right, thank you. What well, depends on what your criteria would be? I could think of several who would qualify based on different criteria. Okay, well, using broad criteria, un- undescribed further, using the top ten criteria, who are the worst presidents we've ever had? Well, if they were, on, uh, if it were on policy,
2: how about Warren Harding? Warren Harding would, had a corrupt administration. It wasn't his fault. Always liked what he said. He said, "It's not my enemies who keep me walking the floor at night; it's my friends." My <laughs> Blank, blank friends, <laughs> and those, so the same thing could be My said. My GD friends. Yes. Okay. The same could be said of uh, Ulysses Grant. He was personally honest, but he had a pretty Just seedy. Bad people. Yeah. He pointed. Jimmy boy, Carter, so bad worst people. president, top bottom ten. In terms of his policy and his administration, probably so, but not because of his intentions. His intentions were good. That's okay. why I say it depends on the criteria before you define somebody as the Tanking worst president we ever had. Tanking an economy, he did a good job of that. <laughs> and then he told us it was our fault. Do you remember his national malaise speech? What about
1: uh, let's see, who oversaw the 2007? Uh, uh, who was in office in uh, 2007 as the econ- as the uh, real estate? Thing crashed. Was that Clinton was still in? I guess.
2: Clinton or Bush, one of them.
1: Oh yeah, right. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes. George H. W. Bush was in uh, at wrapping. Uh, he was what in the middle of his first term. So. Um, what? Oh no! I'm sorry. He was uh, wrapping up his second term. There we go. Sorry about this. I, my history's vague here. So, does, for tanking an economy because of the, uh, you know, the the stock swaps and the, you know, those the real estate crash. Well,
2: again, I said it depends it, on you see, what See, the criteria? worst president
1: in terms of tanking an economy.
2: Uh, no, I, I would think that there are probably a couple of people who, the panic of eight uh, of eighteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not
1: really top of the mind. Well, I'm sorry. There was there were a lot of financial panics nineteen in this something. Country. Who, which president could have prevented the depression? Oh, that's easy.
2: That's easy. Who was the president before Franklin Roosevelt? Calvin Coolidge. No, no I'm yeah. sorry. Herbert Hoover. Taft? I don't know. <laughs> Herbert Hoover. Okay. And he did nothing. I mean, to he he, it, he okay. believed, he believed up until for FDR, presidents believed that, you know, charity should take care of this stuff. That the government had no business in improving the personal lives of individuals or guaranteeing anything to them okay fdr changed all that but you know hoover could have done it he could have he, he certainly taken action he certainly given his history he was um, a brilliant man he was put in charge of feeding large parts of europe um, after world war one and did
1: an outstanding job at it okay so joe biden is one of the bottom ten presidents in the u.s well, i don't think he's if, been in office long enough for us to determine how bad he is but let's suppose it's two years from now we we, we, now we know he's one of the bottom 10 presidents. It's because of border security, I would think. He's done nothing. Yeah. He's lied about that.
2: He's still, instead of being the most transparent well, president, he's still on that full axis.
1: But, you know, it when it comes to
2: promises made and promises kept, I would say that uh, under that guide, if, if you're looking just at that criteria, then I think you have to rate Donald Trump as an outstanding president. Agree. He did what he said he was going to do, and he right. made no bones about it. He was laser focused on what he wanted. In his in this case. Uh, Biden says one thing but does another. Yeah, and His mouth works. is moving, but there's the actions don't equal what the mouth is doing.
1: Now that the first 100 days, or President Biden is working in the conventional fashion, slow and deliberately, and you know, there's not that much he can do in terms of executive orders that he wants to do. So now we're going to just grind through the next couple years. Lawrence's worthless prediction he'll resign in the next couple to two years. Why would he do that? So that Kamala can be president.
2: Well, I think Biden is enjoying himself being president. I mean, he doesn't have well, to do much. There's no heavy lifting. But he lifting. has to do what
1: he has to do. Look, we're encouraging Supreme Court justices to step down so that we can uh, control their uh, reappointment. So I, I think there's nothing wrong with select doing the same thing for the president, saying, look, we know you love being president. Enjoy the next year and a half because we got to get you out of there. So well, There's only four Kamala years to a term. There's only years. four years to a term. Right. Kamala Harris should have ten years, so he's going to have to leave soon.
2: Well, she could get that if he was res- midway through.
1: She could still right. stand for election twice. Right, right, right. All right. 1-800-795-9565. I'm not sure where uh, you and I are having a fun conversation. I'm not sure if this has broad appeal. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We talked about cropping the tops of high school girls so that they don't tempt old men. Uh, we talked about uh, liberal teachers having safe spaces for schools that exclude Whites,
2: And we and never really covered Penn State in that. That's part of the story that I was reading to you a little earlier about education. The now Penn State's made this story because of their insane changing of the name of freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Oh,
1: right, 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 to be more inclusive uh, I'm with really, their names. Well, it's really,
2: um, it, it's sad that we're at this point, you know, it All really right. is. All right, we have one of the old men in the studio with us and
1: now <laughs> 1-800- yeah, <sonny. laughs> I want to see that yearbook. I want to see them pictures. one We edited out the good parts, Joe. Sorry. Oh, well, Sorry. darn it. All eight hundred seven 795 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we're going to have to hold that number for tomorrow. We're done for the day of calls. You can still email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. Well, we do have one call on the line. Put the uh, keyword OTM in that uh, text. Uh, Than, you're on the mark. Go right ahead.
12: Hey, good morning. I, I'm really curious about this. Uh, editing the breasts of young girls out of yearboard book pictures. It just seems like something I've heard before. (laughs) At the Chickalami High School, I believe it was, there was an administrator who, because he didn't like to see girls' knees, uh, and I guess it was a dress code, made girls kneel before him, and then he measured the distance from their skirt to the floor. Do you think you could get rid of, uh, get away with that now?
1: How long ago was this then? That was like a Chappie Lewis thing, probably.
12: It, I wasn't going to mention the name, but that's exactly who it was. and uh, It was back in, what, the 60s, Mark? Yep, that would
1: be 68, 67, because my sisters were going through at that time.
12: Uh, that was one of those things where I thought, I just can't believe that nobody recognizes how sexist this is and how bad it basically looks. I've remembered it this whole time and I bet your sisters have too. <laughs>
1: well, that was very humiliating for the yeah, girl. It would be, I would say. It's think. a form of legalized bullying in the school.
12: Yeah, and, and also I think it's a way that the old men laugh and snicker in the background as they figure these things out. But, uh, one more thing is uh, the Keystone Pipeline. You keep bringing that up and that is a serious situation. We're sending very bad mucus from Canada to Texas where <laughs> on its way it can pop out of the ground because of broken pipes and so forth. <laughs> and no. we're not getting any, uh, thing from it. However, you've had this religious conversation this morning, and I remember very well that there is a, a group of indigenous, uh, indigenous Americans on the Keystone Pipeline, whose sacred something or other is being violated by putting the pipeline through. They're yeah. not less, uh, they're not less, uh, what, people to their land than the Jews in Israel. Well, bear in mind,
2: then that we're, we're now shipping this oil on rail cars, which is potentially much
1: more dangerous. All right, well, the music's drowning you out. Sorry about that, then. Call first thing in the morning. We'll go from there. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury.